It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to lock on to your favorite college and NFL prospects powered by the brand that you come to know and trust. Destination Debbie, welcome to the Elite Seekers Fantasy Football Podcast. Now introducing our host, the creator of the Elite Seekers Podcast. He goes by the name of Ben Eby. You can find him on all social media platforms at the Ben Eby. You ready to take flight? We locked on, ladies and gentlemen. Smash that subscribe button. Let's get them trophies brought back to the hotel. Here we go. Hey, what's going on, Elite Seekers? Episode 39 is here, and we got some good news. We're only a short couple of months away now from the early signing period. So one thing that I wanted to talk about and wanted to get out of the way is what does it mean when a player officially commits, verbally commits to the college of their choice? It really doesn't mean a whole lot nowadays. And you're going to find out about that today with one of the guys we're going to talk about, uh, a favorite player of mine, someone we have mentioned on past episodes of Elite Seekers with an extremely high ceiling. But, you know, when a guy commits, it definitely shows, you know, that they have a ton of interest and they really do want to give that in the moment commitment to a university to kind of save that scholarship spot. But there's still a lot of, you know, recruiting happening behind the scenes and and you're going to see guys still go on visits well after they're considered a hard commit, which is someone that did give that verbal commitment. You know, you might see the guy on, on CBS Live and he gives that commitment and then you hear about he's on a couple other recruiting visits just a week or a couple weeks later. And that's that's just kind of the, the lay of the land and the landscape. These guys are going to have their minds change. Um, you know, you'd like to see them stay committed, but things change, right? Circumstances change, new information comes up. So these young men have to make the best decision for themselves. So I really have no problem with it until they sign on that dotted line. And even after that, I mean, we see the transfer portal as well. But when they sign on the dotted line, I think it's, you know, it's a lot more official. You know, you're going to get a chance to see them in camp and whether they're an early enrollee or, or you don't see them out there till the fall. You know, all of that matters. And, and I think it's really, really important. And I think fit is really, really important when we're trying to project some of these players and, and how we think they're going to do both at the college level and so on. Are they going to make the NFL? Are they going to be a player that has that ability to develop? Are they going to have the opportunity to get on the field early? Or are they going to get buried on a depth chart just for more commits to come in and then they have to look at transferring or potentially sitting or, you know, a whole lot of other things that could could happen and keep these guys off the field or keep them from reaching their full potential. So today I will start with a recruit uh, that, again, I have talked about before and I'm extremely high on, but that's what we'll cover for the high school portion. And then later in the show, I really want to check in on some guys that were really considered under-the-radar recruits. They are now in their freshman season, and we're going to go ahead and check in to see how they're doing, if anything has changed, if you should change how you're viewing any of their long-term potential. So I think that's really, really important. We're not going to be right 100% of the time. We can't 
predict the future 100% of the time. So we have to be constantly willing to adjust. We have to be fluid in our views. And I think that is one of the most important things when you're talking about, you know, paying attention to guys that are going to be playing college football and so on. So let's get right into our first prospect, our first commitment that happened this month. It's a big one. All right, the time is now. It is Jaleel Skinner's time. He's officially a hard commit to Alabama as of October 8th. And that is a really, really big deal. We're talking about a six foot five, 210 pound tight end with an 80 inch wingspan. Just a massive, massive prospect, massive frame, massive potential, really. He is a guy that lines up all over the field and primarily has played wide receiver throughout his high school career. He did transfer from Greer in South Carolina over to IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida this year, which I really like that move. I think it's a great stepping point for a lot of high prospect high talent players uh, before they step on the college football field, especially when you're talking about the SEC football field with Alabama. So Jaleel Skinner officially announces his commitment to Alabama. And you know Alabama has to be absolutely thrilled. We know they have Jaleel Billingsley who started out in the doghouse. And you know, you're starting to see him get those targets and earn his way back onto the field the last couple of weeks with Alabama. And I think they really need him. You see the makeup of that team. We know about the young stars that they brought in that are that are true freshmen, and you're, you're not seeing a ton of time on the field for them. I think Nick Saban is is taking his time, you know, really getting the ball to his other receivers, and, and we might see that change as the season goes on. We know Alabama has now lost a game, which is a big deal for them, right? But it doesn't put them out of the hunt for the national title, especially being only October, as long as they can win out from here on out. Uh, but getting a guy like Jaleel Skinner is a major, major pickup. I think, you know, some people might compare it to having a guy like Jaleel Billingsley, but to me, the ceiling is that much more. I think you're going to see Jaleel move all over the field if he does end up signing officially with Alabama and not just being a verbal commit. But I think you'll see him lined up outside. You're going to see him lined up in the slot. As he progresses, as he adds on some weight, you're going to see him getting some blocking opportunities just to kind of build that well-rounded um, you know, talent level and skill set that he's going to need to move on at the next level and really help Alabama win another national championship. But Jaleel Skinner is my number one tight end in this class of 2022 for the high school level. Uh, and he's just a monster. I think he's just oozing with potential. I really believe we're looking at a guy that has, you know, that Jared Cook or Kyle Pitts level talent, just extreme talents that you know, if developed right, he could land anywhere in between those prospects I just mentioned, those those NFL talents that I just mentioned, where Cook, you know, has really had some flashes in his career in the right system. You know, he's not as much of a route runner. He can definitely stretch the field big time. And Kyle Pitts, you know, really put in the work to become a great route runner as well as being able to stretch the field. And we're just seeing him come into his own now. Um, and I think that's that's really the potential and that's the ceiling for a guy like Jaleel Skinner. And I know you know, that's really high praise. But when you have a guy that's this big and has that type of frame and moves as fluidly as he does, I think that really just allows him to go out there and, and, you know, be a blank canvas for Nick Saban and team and see what they can do developing a guy like this. Now, he ended up choosing Alabama over Florida and Texas, which 
you know, I thought he would end up at Florida. I thought it was a, you know, a good fit. The track record was sort of there. It would have been pretty cool to see him with a guy like Anthony Richardson. What a, what a dynamic duo that could have been. But Alabama, we know the talent there, and I think he's going to be able to get on the field fairly early in that tight end position. Uh, a little bit different than the stacked wide receiver room where, you know, Ajay Hall and, and JoJo Earl and, and Ja'Cory Brooks are all having a hard time seeing the field, right? Because the wide receiver room is so packed. But I think as a tight end, it definitely makes sense for him. He really mentioned how much he loved how Nick Saban not only treated him, but treated his family, um, you know, his sister, his parents. He he just liked the relationship and, and the um, ability of Nick Saban to connect with with the whole family and not just himself. So I think that's great. You're seeing a relationship already happening and forming. And that's what you hear from a lot of Nick Saban's players is, you know, he's going to be really tough on you for sure, but it'll also be in your corner. He's trying to get the best out of you. They demand the best as a, a national championship contender year after year. So you got to be ready to go there. But Jaleel Skinner, I mean, just to have a guy with that potential matching him up with Alabama, which, you know, we talk about Alabama so often on this show. But, you know, if, if Skinner can go in there and get up to 225 to 235 pounds, oh, I mean, it's just going to be a, an incredible, incredible situation for him. We've seen what he can do on the basketball court. If you haven't checked out Jaleel Skinner on the basketball court, it just kind of gives you an idea of what type of athlete he is. And it definitely is a skill set that translates to the football field when he plays wide receiver. Uh, and again, eventually moves over to the full-time tight end role, which we're definitely going to see happen for him. But Jaleel Skinner, massive, massive pickup. He has visited Texas since his commitment, but Texas did take that loss. Uh, Arch Mannion was in the building. Evan Stewart was in the building. So definitely a tough loss for Texas to take with so many big-time recruits. But I think, you know, that's not always going to be the end of it. You know, these guys are are very confident in their abilities. and. And how they can help a team win. So you never know. If if Arch and, and Evan Stewart and Jaleel all had a talk. Which I'm sure they did at the game. Maybe we see those guys end up at Texas together. It's still a possibility. And I think Florida's still definitely lurking. But it really feels like Alabama. Or if, if somehow Alabama doesn't lock it down. Even after the hard commit. He goes to Texas to, to play for Coach Sark. So signing day for Jaleel Skinner. Will definitely be one to watch. One to pay attention to. And I will. Keep you in the loop as, again, he is my top tight end in this class of 2022. And really for a while, he is a guy that has a crazy amount of potential. And I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. So pay attention. Jaleel Skinner officially committed as of October 8th to Alabama. He is a guy that needs to be on your radar regardless of what type of leagues you're playing in. All right, let's head over to the University of North Carolina, the Tar Heel. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Caleb Hood, the 5'11", 230-pound freshman running back who was a quarterback through his high school career. This kid 
was somehow only a three-star coming out of high school, which is just crazy to me. Again, if you didn't listen to the episode over the summer when I talked about Caleb Hood, a couple of his cuts, when you watch his highlights, it truly reminds me of a Saquon Barkley level guy when you're talking about the overall speed and agility at that 230-pound mark. The 40 matches up. It's kind of crazy, but that's just where we're at. Unfortunately, he has sat out the last couple weeks with a lower body injury, and that's always tough. But let's talk about his first couple games. So true freshman, enrolled early, made sure to get out to North Carolina. Like, Let's learn the offense. And uh, goes out there against Virginia Tech. One carry for two yards. So nothing too exciting. But you always love to see him get on the field as a true freshman. Hey, he got a carry. We'll take it, right? In a close one-score game. So definitely like to see that. Then you move on to September 11th game, Georgia State. Four carries, 14 yards, a little bit more involved. Had the long run of 11 yards. So again, you like to see it. He's more involved. Then we move on. Fast forward, we continue to build on the touches. September 18th against the University of Virginia. They ended up winning that game 59-39, which allowed for Caleb Hood to get some great carries there. He had nine carries for 66 yards. That was good for 7.3 yards per carry. He did score a touchdown as well and had a 25-yard long run. So, hey, again, we're just looking for somebody who has an opportunity, has a lot of talent, and kind of builds on that opportunity as they go. And that's exactly what we've seen from Caleb Hood. And I am a huge believer that Caleb could end up being one of the top running backs, if not the top running back in this 2024 class. It's, you know, he's going to be up there probably right behind Travion. I'm not going to say above Travion. That's just crazy. But he has the talent to be right up there in that conversation with the top couple running backs. And, you know, it's, it's going to be about opportunity. And, and can North Carolina kind of figure things out? You know, we, we know they got Sam, Sam Howe and they lost a bunch of weapons on the offensive side of the ball. So it's kind of a rebuild year for North Carolina. We're not seeing the high flying offense that we're used to. but Caleb Hood has a great opportunity. We know that they have Drake May coming in as hopefully the next starter. I think Drake May has the potential and the ability to really help elevate that offense again. We know what Josh Downs is doing. He's just an absolute stud, and he's going to be there for at least another year. So there's just some great pieces, and Caleb Hood has a chance to take the whole show, the entire workload next year as Ty Chandler will be moving on. This is his last year of football. So Caleb Hood is a guy you got to stay paying attention to. Uh, Hopefully we see him back on the field here shortly. We don't really know the specifics on the injury, just listed as lower body. And I think it was a last minute scratch both weeks. So, hey, let's just see what happens. And, and, uh, you know, hopefully Caleb gets on the field and continues to build on the, the season high of nine carries in one game. I really do think that'll happen, especially if North Carolina is not winning. They're going to want to get some of these young people on the field and and see what they have. So Caleb Hood, again, pay attention, 5'11", 230 pounds, great speed, great agility out of Rockingham, North Carolina, a true freshman to watch with the potential to be a top three running back in this 2024 running back class. So let's pay attention to him. Stay tuned for Caleb Hood. It's now time to talk about the Wisconsin Badgers. Braylon Allen, the true freshman, 17-year-old linebacker turned running back, the freshman phenom, 
an absolute baller so far. You got to hear a little bit about Braylon Allen. Actually, you got to hear all about Braylon Allen this summer when we brought in our guy, JB, the analytics master, who had to tell me all about Braylon Allen. He said, man, you know, this kid works out at my gym and I think he's going to be a star. Crazy, crazy work ethic, crazy, crazy potential. And he was really excited about him. You got to hear about that. So make sure to go back, check out that episode from this summer. It was a great one. So let's check in. What has this 17-year-old done? Yes, yeah, 17. Doesn't even turn 18 until January of 2022. So a few months away from that. That's just crazy to me that he's been able to perform at this level already. Uh, right out of the gates, we see him get seven carries back on September 11th for 30 yards. Scores a touchdown and uh, just a big deal, right? You love to see it. You get excited seeing a touchdown from a kid like this. He comes in at six foot two, 238 pounds, and when you see him, he's just an absolute rock. He looks like a giant linebacker. Now, he doesn't have blazing speed. That was the one knock that we weren't sure about. We're like, all right, he doesn't have this incredible breakaway speed. He doesn't have the long speed. We didn't really know what his speed was, but we knew it wasn't, it wasn't a blazer. But what he is great at, he has great vision. He has a great ability to get small, even for his size through the hole and, and just keep those legs churning and, and some great flexibility and agility to pair with that. So he, he can make some guys miss. He really just, you know, allows arm tackles to fall off of him. You really have to uh, have great tackling technique to have a chance to bring Braylon down. So you pair all of these things together and he really becomes a, a very talented running back. Now we're not going to see a ton from the receiving side of the football from him. And that's something that you hope develops because we really need that to have a truly elite running back, um, you know, for the long haul, except for, you know, maybe a guy like Derrick Henry, who you're also starting to see some catches happen for him. It's not that these guys can't catch necessarily. It's just, you like to see that for the scheme. I think it keeps them involved a lot more uh, for the long run. So then uh, we end up seeing Braylon Allen get carries again, this time October 2nd. Versus number 14, Michigan. He takes five carries for 19 yards. So nothing crazy there. Did not score, uh, but still was able to get some carries against one of the top teams in the country. Uh, moving on to the following week, he gets uh, 18 carries, the most carries he's seen. That's against Illinois. His team ends up winning 24 to 0. Takes those 18 carries for 131 yards. Good for a 7.3 average per carry. Scores a touchdown. Had a long run of 23 yards. You love to see that. He did have a fumble. He did lose that fumble. Um, so that's always tough, especially when you're looking at a big guy like that. But I think true freshman, you know, that's something you got to learn is, is ball security. And, and I'm sure the coaches were working with him on that. And then, you know, he earns, because of that great game, he earns another 16 carries the following week against Army. Another win for his team, a one-score win, 20-14. to 14. Takes those 16 carries for 108 yards. Good for a 6.8 average. Another touchdown. Another long run of 33 yards. He did fumble the ball, did not lose the fumble this time, so that's good. But, um, again, you want to see ball security taken care of. We're starting to see as he carries the rock a lot more, a couple fumbles the last couple weeks. But what a performance so far up to, you know, on the season. We're at 46 carries already for 288 yards and three touchdowns for a 17-year-old. 6.3 yards per carry. That's crazy. This kid is is really a, a phenom. And, and someone I think we're going to have to pay attention to. He's really putting himself on the map. And he has a lot of time age-wise to develop. So looking at young breakout age, looking at, 
you know, just the yards per carry, looking at a Wisconsin team that's probably going to continue to get him involved uh, with, with how they just like to run the ball. We know what Jonathan Taylor has done coming out of Wisconsin. We know what Melvin Gordon has done coming out of Wisconsin. This is a team that does churn out NFL running backs, big-time NFL running backs, and Braylon Allen could definitely fall in the mold. So we'll see how things continue to develop, but very, very promising. And again, this is a guy that really flew under the radar. But thanks to our guy, JB, we had you, we had the Elite Seekers Nation on this early, and that's what it's all about. So shout out to JB on the Braylon Allen find. Incredible, incredible start to this true freshman, this 17-year-old's season already at Wisconsin. And we hope to see a whole lot more of that. So thank you guys so much. You know what time it is. It is time for the quote of the show. That's all I got football-wise for you. So let's end it on a great quote. I got you right here. You may not know what the future holds, but you sure know who holds the future. I love that one. I think it really allows you to, you know, take whatever challenges you got and stop making excuses and saying, oh, you know, this is causing me to do this and this is causing me to do that. No, you hold the keys to your future, period. No matter the challenges that come your way, you got to deal with them. You got to be ready for them. And it's, it's all about what you do, not about outside influences. You can only choose how you deal with those, how you react to those. So I appreciate everybody who continues to stay with us, who continues to rock with us. I hope you guys have a great weekend. And uh, hey, hit me up if you ever need anything. You can find me at TheBenEB on Twitter. And uh, I'm, I'm always there. DMs are always open. So that's all I got. Appreciate you guys. Elite Seekers, out. <laughs>